Hi everyone, it's Poonam with EDUME. You know, this week there's no intro music, there's no outro music, just straight talk. There's been so much that has happened in our world in the last three months. We've changed our schedules to accommodate trying to keep our families healthy with this pandemic. And with this latest surge of violence in our country, there's so much that we are learning and we have to learn. You know, my father came to this country in 1961. He came to the heart of Alabama where the civil rights movement was playing out before the world's eyes right in front of him. He witnessed so many injustices and challenges that people of color were facing, people who were black were facing, just trying to have some type of equal footing for themselves and their families. When the civil rights movement was passed in 1964, I am certain that there was some type of relief and hope that people who were black were going to be treated a little differently and to be treated fairly and to be treated like people. But in the 50, 60 years since, we don't seem to have moved the pendulum because it seems like I was not there in the early 60s, but it seems like we're back in the same place. And it is heartbreaking for me and so many others to have not only to face this for ourselves, but to face this for our, our own families. We wanted today to be a little bit different in what we do in our regular episodes, and we also wanted it to be more personal. I have not had the opportunity to share with you a little bit about my background. Like I said, my parents are from India. I grew up in the South in Georgia in the 1970s, soon after desegregation and the civil rights laws came into effect. And growing up, you always wondered what the divide was because not having had any experience, it was kind of learning on the job what was going on. So we moved to this rural city in Georgia and we were the only non-white, non-black people in this community for the first 12 years we lived there. And for so many years, we had to explain where India was. Many people thought that we were actually Native Americans because there was no concept that India was actually a country. Now I say that not in jest, but in all honesty. And it just goes to show that we have come a long way in our view of the world. We now know where many countries are because we have citizens from those countries who choose to make America their home. So we have become more worldly in that fashion. But growing up in the 70s, you saw a lot of discrimination. 
where people who were not like us, which was everyone, because we were the only Indians in our community, they, people wondered, who are they? What are they? What do they do? Why are they different? We never saw ourselves as different. We were here because we wanted a better life for ourselves. My parents wanted a better life for us. And they chose to make this their home. So being an immigrant is tough. But if we go back into history and we look at how Africans were brought to this country, it really changes the dialogue because they did not choose to come to this country. Most were brought here under duress and unwillingly. And they were forced to work here and be laborers here. They were always seen as, they were always looked down upon. And that has festered and grown and now we are seven, eight, ten, twelve generations down the line. And not much has changed because we still do not value all that our friends bring to the table. So the death of Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd have reignited the flames of that injustice. And, and quite frankly, people are angry. They're hurt. They're mad. They're frustrated. They don't know what to do. So what we're going to talk about today is how are we going to talk to our children about this? How are we going to make it better for our children? After all, isn't that what we do as parents? We want our children to have a better life than we have. And I can honestly say that our generation has failed because if we have not been able to move the pendulum in 60 years, then we need to do something different. We need to have open dialogue and we need to have it immediately. So if you're sitting at home or you're out at work or wherever you are and you're trying to figure out how am I going to make this better? Let's have a conversation about that because it starts with having a conversation period. It starts with understanding that we need to be open-minded and we need to understand that all people are human. And we need to pass that on to our children. But to have that conversation, we have to acknowledge it ourselves. So if you're acknowledging it, let's start our conversation. The first thing you have to do is you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with your children. Not being honest with yourself only diminishes whatever you were telling your children. Children are very intuitive. They understand that you were not being totally honest with them. Be honest. If you have biases, own them. I have biases. I can tell you that there is not one person on this planet that I know that does not have biases. 
but I can tell you that I work at them. And I'm no, by no means perfect, nor will I ever be. But it doesn't mean that I'm not willing to have that conversation and have a hard conversation. But I have to be honest with myself. When I'm honest with myself, I can have an honest conversation with my child. And having an honest conversation with your child means it needs to be age appropriate. If they're youngsters and they're asking you what's going on, it's very easy for you to say, you know, there are people who don't like other people because of X, Y, or Z. In this case, it's the color of your skin. Or your sexual orientation because it is Pride Month. Whatever it is, we have to talk about that. Make it age appropriate. It's okay. It is okay for us to tell our youngsters that people don't like other people because of. It really is. It's hard to say, but it's the reality. And we need our children to be real. As they get older, you can elaborate more and talk about history and talk about the plight of those who are not the same color. Everyone has a plight. But we have to be kind enough and open-minded enough to understand that. When your children are young adults like mine are, we have those hard conversations about why this is happening, why this is a st- why this is a systemic issue. Why is it that we cannot move forward? And we cannot move forward, as I was telling my friend the other day, until we have trust. And when trust is broken, it takes much longer to rebuild than it does to have it from the get-go. And if we have not had trust for hundreds of years, we are not going to be able to solve this problem immediately. But we have to start somewhere and we have to build that trust. When you're talking to your children, be empathetic. They're trying to figure out the world too. Listen to what they're saying. Understand what they're saying. Repeat what they are saying so that you understand that. Their words are meaningful to you. They need to know that they're being heard because As we all know, when we are all heard, we are more confident and we're more compassionate and loving. So please, please, please show them the empathy that they need and they deserve. You know, the next one's really hard for me. The next one is be emotional. I'm going to put it out there. This is very emotional for me. I have faced discrimination throughout my life because I I am a person of color from even a different ethnicity. And when people don't understand, they discriminate. So I understand that discrimination. But it does not mean 
that I cannot be emotional about it and that I cannot share with you that it hurts me when people talk about what my kind does or not. And I don't even begin to imagine what I, what my African-American friends are going through. I have no right to even imagine that. But as a person of a different color, I can empathize with them. And it makes me very emotional. Because if I have felt this way in my life, I cannot imagine how they feel. Allow yourself to be emotional. Allow your children to be emotional. It's not easy. But it's true. And it's raw. And it's needed. One of the hardest things that we do in our lives is listen. And when we do not listen... We do not learn. It's now time to listen. Listen to your child. Listen to the people around you. Listen to what they're saying. And try to put yourself, excuse me, try to put yourselves in their shoes. Because it is only, it is the only way that we are going to grow and be empowered to help others but we cannot do that if we are not listening to people if we are not hearing them if we are not trying to understand them and as our children are speaking to us we need to listen to them because I can assure you they know much more than we are willing to give them credit for and they understand much more than we are able or want to accept. It is incumbent upon us parents to listen to them. You know, children are very intuitive, like I said earlier. And when you're not authentic, they know it. You know, we always say out of the mouths of babes, out of the mouths of babes means they're intuitive and they're seeing it for what it is and it's not always politically correct and it is not always timely but it is intuitive and it is the unedited version of what we're actually seeing so when you are speaking to your child about race and the injustices if you are not authentic to your beliefs and what and in how you're sharing them, then you have done a disservice to yourself and to your child because they model what they see. And inauthenticity, inauthenticity is the first thing they pick up on. They know when you're not telling the truth. Or they know when you're trying to share something with them that they should do, but you don't do. It is crucial that you be you. You be authentic. And in contrast, you need to allow them to be authentic. They need to be able to share 
their questions and their uncertainty and their anger and their displeasure. All of those are real emotions and that's who they are in that moment and at that moment in time. And we have to honor that. Our homes are the safest place for our children. I don't mean physically, I mean emotionally. Our children look to us in the home that we build for that emotional support. They need that emotional support. They need a safe haven to share what they're feeling. We always told our children, you may say whatever you want in the confines of our home. And they stay in the confines of our home. But let's talk about the issue. And then when we walk out the door, we have a greater understanding of how to manage that issue. We don't have the perfect solution, nor would we ever. But our homes are our safe haven for everyone to be able to share how they're feeling. And right now, everyone is hurting. There's not one person I know of any color of skin that is not hurting. But how do we fix it? And that continues to be my question to my friends and family and to you. What is the first step to making this better? Because we want our children to have a better life than we do. It is not going to happen tomorrow, but it does not mean that we do not try today. Our social media post for this episode says hurting hearts, broken dreams. When the pain is so intense, we must find our inner strength to rise above. It is incumbent for us to find our inner strength not only for ourselves, but for our children. As our country tries to figure out what the next story and our history will be, it's our decision what we write. And we must overcome the injustices and look at people and start to look at people as people, for what they are able to bring to the table, for what they are able to contribute to our society, because we all contribute something. And to diminish one over the other is unfair to all. And this change begins by having a conversation with our children and helping them understand that we have to be better, we are better, and we will be better. They are our future, and they will change the pendulum. And I hope and pray for each of your safety. I hope that your children can find some type of peace in the midst of all of the unknown And I thank you for listening today and hoping that you have found 
a little bit of solace in knowing Mm. that we're going to do this together. Thank you for joining me.